Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the business journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. In this episode, Dallas Business Journal Associate Editor Alexa Reed welcomes a popular CEO who shares her professional and very personal story. Trina Rafino is the CEO of The Marketing Arm, a Dallas-based advertising agency known for its work with State Farm, Wendy's, Frito-Lay, and more. In January, Rafino was promoted from president to her current position as CEO, becoming only the third CEO in the agency's 30-year history, with Rafino a part of the company over 23 years, starting out as an account supervisor. With about four months under her belt, Rafino is here to discuss her transition into the role, what she's looking forward to accomplishing in her role along with the agency, and what it takes to strive to become a successful CEO. Hi, Trina. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Hi, Alexa. It's good to visit with you today. <laughs> of course. First and foremost, how is everything going so far? How has the transition been? Well, it's going great. Thanks for asking. I'm honored to be uh, with you today and chat about that. And it's an energizing time for sure in my career and here with the agency. And I've got an incredible team around me that's made the transition as smooth as possible. Great. I'm glad everything's going well so far. Now, you have a long tenure with the marketing arm from account supervising to directing to group VP, then chief client officer, then president. Tell me more about how your previous positions prepared you for this role specifically. Sure. I mean, as I look back, I realize each role has definitely taught me a key part of the job I do today. As account soup and chief client officer, I had to become an expert in my client's business. Learning client intimacy and the understanding of their business from top to bottom made me the best consultant and partner I could possibly be. And then as account director, I really had to hone my skills as a creative partner. So I learned the power of collaboration and great creative and the importance of creating that cultural impact that the consumer needs in order to drive conversion. And as VP and finally president, I really dug more into the operations side of the agency. So learning more than ever about uh, what I wanted to know in HR and finance and legal and all of the, the flow that is actually so important to help establish that environment where great strategy and creative can be developed and flourish. So together, that experience has helped me to put together our strategic priorities for TMA this year. And we're focused on creating cultural resonance for brands, delivering client intimacy, and enabling our people. We should never be making decisions that fly in the face of those plans. So it kind of sounds like you dipped your toe in the water of kind of kind of everything that TMA has to offer to, to form a more well-rounded kind of outlook into the role, which I think is great for any CEO to have. Absolutely. I had great mentorship along the way. And our former CEO, Andrew Robinson, made sure I had that experience across the board to prep me for this role. Now, you attended UCLA, where you secured your degree and started out as a marketing coordinator for the athletics department. Did you ever anticipate you'd hold a position as CEO one day? <laughs> Great question. Um, I did not. <laughs> I, was, I was the first person in my family to attend a university. And I was, it was usually sort of touch and go as if I'd even stay in school due to finances. So um, my dream was to become a marketing director 
and somewhere, sometime, be behind the camera for ad shoots. Uh, it really didn't matter what that role was. I wanted to be behind the camera, and I just love the energy of the industry. So to sit here today is just thoroughly exciting to me. Now, correct me if I am wrong, but you hold the title as the first female CEO of TMA, correct? Yes. Can you give advice on how women can continue to hold executive positions, any steps kind of to get themselves there if that's if that's the goal that they want to reach? I think one of the most, you know, obviously being true to who you are and, and everyone's in the state of sort of working hard and trying to reach their goals. But one of the things we hear about so much lately is imposter syndrome. And I feel like you just have to debunk your narrative. You know, whatever that little voice in your head is telling you that is negative or causing some self-doubt, we've got to combat that voice. We've got to shut it down and make sure we understand why we're qualified and confident in this area. And you've got to surround yourselves with people that you admire and you can learn from and be incredibly inclusive in your circle. Diverse perspectives make us all better at what we do. And to me, that's the biggest difference in helping just continue to grow and be curious is having these inspiring people around you. What is something that may not be top of mind for others, but you think will change your industry in the future? I know there's a lot of things going on with the world right now and the economy and everything like that. But for you, what do you think others aren't thinking about? Gosh, I mean, you're right, Alexa. There is so much going on right now in the world and within our industry from the contract culture to AI, like there's so many things we're talking about that will be game changers for us. I always say you're a year behind if you don't know what's launching tomorrow. So there's a lot of things that will change the industry, but I think our biggest challenge in the creative industry is actually timeless. It's the conflict of art versus economics that expresses itself in different ways over the years, but it's always that conflict. Great creative can't really be rushed and it isn't necessarily cheap. So the change will come in which brands are okay with just okay work and which brands will insist on truly moving consumers to a place of brand love through work that creates cultural resonance. I mean, don't get me wrong, both will drive sales. The former is just momentary, but resonance will truly be memorable. And to be able to create that in these different environments like we are today is incredibly challenging. So I think the change comes in new models to engage and compensate creative agencies. The old approach is on the way out. The old count the hours, do the retainer, all of that has to change and evolve. And a few of us are really excited about what this might look like. I think just a year from now, we will see dramatic change. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the change is kind of obviously inevitable. And I think it's quickly happening as we've seen over the last few years of just with COVID in general, just changing everything from the blink of an eye. It's interesting to hear your perspective, especially with resonance, how quickly people can adapt to that is how quickly we can, you know, change and adapt and do things moving forward. I think it's it's very, uh, very true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've got to be uh, running with this, you know, at this moment <laughs> in time or you're way left behind. So absolutely. Exciting, though. <laughs> it is very exciting. Yes. Next, Trina Rafino shares a very personal event and how she's using it to help others. When Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we know the importance of protecting your employees on the road. 
We create driving safety programs to help keep your people and your bottom line safe. Together, we can reduce driving accidents and drive Texas business forward. Business is safer, stronger, better with Texas Mutual. At Independent Financial, we know you work hard for your business. That's why we work hard for you. Ready to get down to business? Let's talk at ifinancial.com slash business. Independent Financial. Banking for business. Banking for life. What's the biggest obstacle you faced in your career and how did you overcome it? Okay, this is a big one. I have not really publicly stated this or no one's asked me publicly, I guess. So thank you for asking and I'm open to share with you guys. Um, For me, life and career are one. You're one person, even though you're trying to balance it all. So I lost my husband in 2018, tragically to suicide. So my life has been dedicated to ensuring my son has the tools he needs to heal, survive and thrive after this trauma. My personal challenge was in finding a way to get back to work (laughs) when my heart and my head were just not not in it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been five years. Uh, We will never overcome this. Right. So I didn't didn't overcome it. um, But I found a new way to live and thrive. And I found a new energy, especially recently, like a tremendous energy in my career where I feel like maybe I can make a difference make the world a better place for the people I have the opportunity to work with along this journey. And, um, you know, I've got to keep working to support my son and keep him going as well. He's in college Mm -hmm. now. So, but I, I just have a great energy now in that I have a reason to be here and doing this work. Absolutely. And I think that's very admirable, you know, things get hit in your life that you don't even realize it's going to happen. So I applaud you very, very much. So follow up question to that. With the culture nowadays, with everybody kind of the younger generation coming in, wanting separate lives from their careers, how do you kind of change that narrative to be something that's positive? Because it's turned into something very negative. Um, For you, it's something you've constantly had to push for because you have to support yourself and your family. And that's something you've always, you know, you need to strive for. But what is something you can tell that younger generation I think, you know, I admire their desire to have those be very separate, but the reality is, especially once you have a family or you have children, it blends. Your kids need you during the work day or Mm -hmm. work needs you during the time that your child is sick, right? And um, there is no such thing in this world as balance. I really do not believe that. I think it is daily choices you make, even momentary choices Mm -hmm. you make that are best for you and your family. Mm -hmm. So balance isn't there, but sort of daily balance or daily wellness within what's right for your life has to be a part of your decisions you make. And you've got to have your priorities in order, but to find a way to either keep them completely separate or feel like they're always in just the right place is quickly tossed up in the air the minute you have a family. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So finding a way to deal with that and know how to make your decisions based on what is important to you at that moment is part of just staying of sound mind in this day and age. Now with this transition, going back to the role and kind of what's the best advice you've received as you've transitioned to this role? I know you've been mentored by the previous CEO, but can you give me some insight as to what maybe he said or what you've heard before you kind of transition to help you take on this uh, position? 
Absolutely. I received a ton of advice and a lot of good advice. I'll tell you my favorite, the one I remind myself of daily, is that most of us as managers spend the majority of our time putting out fires and handling problems, right? I mean, that is that is where our focus is. Mm-hmm. So I love the advice that if your time is spent 80% on problems and 20% on opportunities, you have to flip that. To be a successful manager, you've got to spend the majority of your time building up great talent, fighting for great ideas, and reinforcing the work that you admire. You cannot minimalize that piece. So every day when I find myself sort of weighed down in the mire of work, I think, okay, how am I flipping this and looking for what's great? And let me go tell them how great that is so we can keep building on that. So that's probably the favorite advice I received. That is very good advice. (laughs) You don't want to focus too much on the problems. You kind of want to figure them out and then move forward. I think that's great advice. As CEO, what has you worried in terms of challenges or obstacles? Well, obviously, as you mentioned at the top, uh, all of us are concerned about the economy, right? Um, Whether there's a true lack of stability or not, talking about it certainly makes it so. I'm concerned that brands will take their foot off the gas that was just getting going post-pandemic, and now we're, we're slowing down again. So that's concerning. And I'm mostly concerned for our people. It's a volatile and stressful time. You know, we're trying to master hybrid work, how to master changing school schedules for our children. Some are going to four days a week, how to master inflation while seeing budget cuts at the office. There's very little relief to the stress that our people are feeling. And I think my most important job will be to create a place they can thrive. What opportunity for TMA over the next year has you most excited? Well, absolutely. TMA has been called the agency you didn't know you knew. I think there is a great power in that. It's a big opportunity for us to let the world know who TMA is. We're the agency behind an incredible and diverse client roster that are seeing great results from our work, like State Farm, Goodyear, Wendy's, Advanced Auto Parts, and more. Beyond letting the world know about TMA, we have the diversity to service our clients beyond just traditional advertising into all areas of culture. So we've got expertise in gaming, celebrity and influencer, entertainment and sports. So our ability to sort of customize and pivot is a very high value in the market today. So I'm just thrilled about the opportunity ahead of us. I think we've got a great year ahead with some incredible talent too. Perfect. And with you coming in, obviously, all eyes are set on the horizon of all the opportunities that are coming for you and for the agency in itself. And I wish you guys luck. And I can't wait to see what TMA and you yourself in your position achieve in the next year to however many years. But uh, I'm excited for you guys. Thank you so much, Alexa. I appreciate it. And we'll be sure and keep you posted. And I'm really grateful to be a guest today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Learn more at ifinancial.com.